Monk to tie it. Oh, an impossible shot with five. Looks up, driving in. May for the win. Bobby Hurley up the floor with Leitner. They throw it to the left of the floor. Leitner catches, comes down, dribbles, shoots, scores! Leitner Leitner has hit the bucket at the bumper. The Blue Devils win it, 104 to 103. Look out, Minneapolis. Here come the Blue Devils. Welcome back to Beyond the Road Podcast, Episode 2. So just a little recap here. We're going to do a Sunday night recording, and it'll be up on Monday. And then we're also going to have a podcast drop on Wednesdays of our Super Tuesdays review. So I'm going to swing it over to Jacob here uh, to tell you guys about what we're going to be going over this podcast. So we're just going to talk about some of the great games that happened yesterday and a lot of the big-time performances and also give our little uh, take on uh, Duke and North Carolina and what we saw from them from them in our first, like, viewing of the season. And uh, also some news and notes before we get into, uh, get into some of those big games. Uh, number one recruit in the 2022 class, Shady on Sharp, is playing to enroll early in Kentucky, so if he's going to – be on the Kentucky basketball team and probably either redshirt. Like, I, I don't know if he's allowed to play right away. But anyway, he's going to be a part of the Kentucky basketball program uh, January in the second half of the season before getting an expanded role next season. And then Keontae Johnson. Uh, if you don't know who Keontae Johnson is, he was uh, one of the best players for, for uh, Florida last year. He was going to be an all-SEC all caliber player, but then he – uh, collapsed on the court and uh, wasn't allowed to play basketball. So right now he's uh, determining whether to uh, like get in the NBA and continue playing basketball or take a, a $5 million payment uh, due, due to an insurance policy. So uh, I don't know what she would pick, uh, the $5 million right away or the chance to play in the NBA. I'd probably I take honestly, the chance to play in the NBA. I honestly don't know why he can't take both. It's, yeah, I, I don't question. know. So uh, that like, I felt like those were two pretty notable things around the around the world of yeah. college basketball. All right, if we're gonna dive into uh, to what happened during yesterday's games, I think I think we got to start with uh, Ohio State here. What the heck? Oh my God. Like, I Liddell played fantastic, and I thought Zed Key played good. Kyle Young was out, and I made the mistake in uh, the other day's podcast of saying they had C.J. Walker when he graduated. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say something. I was like, I, th- I did not think he was on the roster. No, that, that's my bad. But it, like Liddell fouled out, but that Ohio State did not look that good yesterday. Ohio State did not deserve to win that game. Akron Akron just collapsed with three seconds to go on the defensive end, giving him a wide open layup. I don't understand why they just wouldn't let the let the guy shoot the jump shot. I'd rather a jump I, I shot than a layup. I don't know either. It looked like, and from what a lot of other like college, ba- or I'm not I'm not saying we're experts, but from what college basketball experts were saying, 
is that their guards play horrendous. So, and it was all Liddell and Key, and I think Zed Key is going to be a big time player. But I agree. Uh, the Ohio State sucked yesterday. They were they were terrible. I think they're gonna they have to turn around. Otherwise, our preseason views are gonna be are gonna be skewed. I know. The Ohio I State them like a top ten team. The Ohio State team that we saw yesterday did not look like a top twenty five team whatsoever. No, and I think uh, I know Liddell had twenty five, and he was real clutch, and he was the only reason they like stayed in the game. Correct. Then, yeah. Besides the. Uh, like tipping to end it, Zed Key ended with 14, which was the second highest score for Ohio State, and five boards with two blocks. So he had a nice little all-around game, but it was mainly EJ Liddell who kept them in the game with uh, two blocks, a steal, three or uh, three assists, eleven rebounds, and twenty-five points. So Liddell yeah. had a monster game. Liddell is a monster. Speaking speaking of close scares, what, what about that Houston team? I mean. I, I didn't have much expectation for them coming in. I know you had more of an expectation, but an uh, 84-75 overtime win against a nobody school. kind of scary. I don't even know who they were playing. Uh, exactly. No, uh, we both kind of said that Houston was rated a little high. Obviously, I was giving them the benefit of the of the doubt. I think I still think they're like a top 25 team, just like a lower tier one. But I think you called it like more than I did. Houston was was terrible. Houston yesterday. was Houston was not good yesterday. Uh, the yeah. only bright spot that they had was Marcus Sasser, their their lead guard, who had yeah. I mean, if, if we're gonna if we're also going to continue on this train, we might as well hop into the Virginia talk as well with the sixty five or sixty six fifty eight loss to Navy. There, uh. Best like player was uh, Gardner who had eighteen and 10. yeah, Jaden Gardner, yeah. And then yeah, I didn't then even know was who he next was with twelve. Kihei, like the problem with Virginia, I think, is they play so slow and don't get that many possessions, and they don't have like big time scores. So like, if the shots aren't falling, like you said, yeah, like he, lost, yeah, Kihei was only Kihei was three for seven last night from beyond the arc. And if if he if he isn't making shots, Virginia's gonna struggle. It was sixty six to fifty eight. So Virginia, like, they should not be in the top twenty five. We both said that the other day. I agree. Like, this like to lose to Navy is just bewildering. I agree. Uh, Kihei Clark also, like, I feel like I don't know. I just think he can't lead the team. Like he's not gonna like get them buckets when they need it. I, I I think I agree with that point. I think he's a great point guard, but I just I just don't see him as their quote unquote guy. Yeah. Uh getting into the bigger games, Kansas and Michigan State last night. I thought that was, that was a Michigan good game. State, it was a good game. Uh, we we did not highlight Michigan State as much as we should have. No, they they deserve to be in the top twenty-five. I agree. Even though they fell uh, eighty-seven to seventy-four to Kansas, Kansas looked really good. Yeah, I felt like the game though was like closer than what like it wasn't a double. Yes, I I agree a hundred percent. So, but Ochai, I I said the same like a second ago, but Ochai Agbaji is a monster. 
He's so good. He is he, so good. All muscle. 20. Go ahead, yeah. Oh, can jump out of the gym. He can shoot lights out. He's just so good. And then uh, another, if we're continuing on the Kansas road, Remy Martin had 15 last night, and all 15 of his points were in the second half. I know. That so, was kind of crazy. Yeah. It's, it's like he just kind of caught a little streak there. Uh, David then, McCormick was kind of, was a little underperforming, though. I agree. He only had two rebounds in the entire game, and he was supposed to be their supposed to be their uh, cleanup guy down down low. He's never. I've never been a like McCormick fan just because, like, I don't know. He always like he's so big, and it looks like he could be so good, but then you watch him, and he just sucks. So, I I didn't think he played very well. Uh, again, uh, another thing that we did in the last podcast is we pronounced this guy's name wrong, Christian Brown. We were calling him Christian Braun. His name's Christian Brown. It's weird spelling, but he had six points, eight rebounds. It always seemed like when Kansas needed a rebound, he, he was there to get it. So we, we knew he was going to be uh, a key impact in that game, and he was. Well, we did say he was a big shooter, though, and he is, but he did not hit a single three last night. Yes. I, I don't think he shot very many, though. He only shot two. Well, yeah. Oh, and then on the Michigan State side. Uh, oh. The A.J. Hager or Hager, I don't know how to say his name, oh, but he dude. had 17 points off the bench. Well, I was expecting a big game from Max Christie because I've been hearing a lot of good things about so him. So I was, I was as well. He only had nine. So that, yeah. that was a little underwhelming. But Michigan State is definitely better than what the score said. And definitely what we expect them to be. I, I, I could see Michigan State competing for the Big Ten. Maybe not as, maybe they're not as good as a, uh, a Michigan team, which we're going to see tonight against Buffalo, or maybe even a Purdue team. We'll, we'll get more into them later. But I think, I think Michigan State's a top-five team in the Big Ten for sure. Yeah, and sticking with that uh, Champions Classic kind of talk, Oh, I, I want to add one more thing on Michigan State, though. One more thing on Michigan State is the jump Bingham Jr. made from uh, last year to this year. I think he made a very, very big jump. He was a he was a forceful presence in the paint, not allowing McCormick to get easy buckets. So, just to conclude on Michigan State, I think uh, I think they have a bright future ahead of them. McCormick is honestly so bad. Like I, yeah, he, he was pretty bad. But I think Bingham, I think Bingham had uh, had a little bit to do with that as well, though. We got, yeah. But sticking with the Champions Classic, I was really impressed with Kentucky last night. I don't, I don't know about you being a Duke fan, but after almost um, losing to a D two school and uh, seeing Kentucky's performance last night, I I loved Kentucky. I know we're not going to jump into the Duke topic right now because I know we're going to kind of try and save that for the end. But uh, for Kentucky, uh, Oscar Shibway or Bastard Shifu or whatever you want to call him had 19, 19 rebounds and was in foul trouble. And 12 of Oscar. his – twelve of Oscar had uh, 12 offensive rebounds last night, which was ungodly. Oscar Shibway. It might be the best rebounder in all of college basketball. He, 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 was, he was pretty putting damn on good. Clinic. He, he 
could not be stopped. And it's he probably would have had like 25 if he wasn't in foul trouble. Yeah, he did not play the last seven minutes of the first half. And, okay, speaking of his foul trouble, whoever number 55 is on Kentucky's team is an absolute bum. I have never, I have never seen someone wear the number 55 try to talk trash. He's wearing number 55 here. Is that a Lance Ware? Yes. I, I, didn't, I didn't even take the time to learn his name because he was such a bum. Was that the guy getting into it with Jeremy Roach? Yeah, no, it started off with yeah, him getting weird. into it with Theo John. He said he, he and Theo John were John back and forth. And then all of a sudden, Jeremy Roach is chucking a ball at him, which I kind of liked out of the point guard. But I was like, dude, you're, you're number 55. Go sit back down on the bench. Lance Ware needs a haircut. That is some of the worst hair I've ever seen. Like, it is so bad. It, it was terrible. It was flopping around everywhere. He was trying to talk trash, but he's number 55. He he just he just made me mad the entire time he was on the floor. Yeah, Jacob and, uh, Toppin had a good game for him, but also uh, Severe Wheeler. Yeah, dude, he he is good. He he, he is he good. He is double, quick. Double. And if he if he's knocking down shots and they got to step out, of Gary, because he, he's that quick his, too. That was his thing at Georgia. He wasn't a good shooter, but if he can knock down shots, because like. No one can guard him on the perimeter. Like he just drives past people. And yeah, I, had, I agree. He had a double double with points and assists. He also almost had a triple double, and that came with turnovers. He had seven turnovers. So, and then like uh, that needs to tighten up. But he like Sheboy. Like I'm not a Kentucky fan. I hate Kentucky. But like this, I kind of like this Kentucky team just because like they're experienced and they're kind of fun to watch. Because Sheway grabs every board, and Wheeler just is so much fun to watch. I I also want to point on Ty Ty Washington really quick. I thought he was terrible last night. He sucks, man. He I I thought I did not think he was very good last night. Uh, I don't know if you watched the entire game, but uh, Coach Cal at halftime was talking about uh, how Ty Ty was trying to do way too much, but he, he was encouraging it. And I, I, I was sitting there, I was kind of lost. Why would you be encouraging your, uh, your five-star freshman to be taking bad shots? That just it didn't make very much sense to me. I mean, th- this guy has a endorsement with Porsche. And, like, how, how does that guy get an endorsement with Porsche? He played like crap. I, I, I don't know. He did not play very well. No, and that did, that did play well. A guy that did play well was the transfer from Davidson, who whenever they needed a three, it always seemed like he was he was cashing. Yeah, Callan Grady is cash. Yeah, he, he was but, he was money from beyond the arc last night. Yeah. And another five star freshman that I thought would have gotten more time for Kentucky, Damian Collins didn't see that much time. No, he did not. He did not. Uh, all right, kind of moving on from Kentucky. Villanova. Uh, they they routed. Yeah. Now I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock into it because it's a it's a no name school, but like Villanova looked very good last night. They won ninety ninety one to fifty one. They had they had a really really good game from their starters. But if you look at it, remember uh, I was saying how their bench wasn't very deep. They they had ninety one points and their bench only scored ten of them. So, I mean, when you, when you get into a big game, that bench is going to get exploited. 
Justin Moore did have 27 points and seven assists. He was a beast, but we'll 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 see what they can do the end of this week against UCLA, and then we'll we'll start making our assumptions on Villanova. That, that's gonna be a great game. I agree, but I I see I see UCLA coming out of that one victorious. Yeah, probably. Uh, the one thing about Villanova is they're all they're always really tough defensively, and they always have a ton of shooters. So, correct. Uh, if you win by like fifty, that it kind of shows that you're scoring a lot. And yeah, yeah, fantastic defense. Moving on to Memphis, Amani oh. Bates made his first ever. Uh, start like in the college game, and he played really good. Yeah, he he had seventeen points and was the the game high scorer. I was I was thoroughly impressed with Damani Bates. He he was really good. He shot the ball extremely well. Uh, yeah, he four, He was four for seven from behind the three point line. He had four assists, four rebounds. Yeah, uh, and a steal. So, and like he's gonna get another year in college. That is, crazy. yeah, it's it's, it's gonna be scary. By by the end, I think by the end of this year, once he learns the college game, because he, he remember this is supposed to be his senior year of high school. So him getting him getting another year of college is gonna be huge for them. I know. I like, and also looking at Memphis is uh, Earl Timberlake, who played at uh, University of Miami last year. Uh, I think he was all ACC like freshman team. Okay. Uh, he only got twelve minutes for Memphis last night. Yep, I I did see that. But then I also saw Jalen Durden, their other big time big time recruit, uh, had fifteen and six boards. So that was pretty promising for Penny over there at Memphis. Jalen Durden had five blocks. That he too. Had, he had five blocks. Did That's... you see? Not not to get off topic here, but did you see Chet Holgren have seven blocks? Yeah. Oh my god. How long are his arms? Pretty long, and we, I, we were I think kind he, of criticizing his body stature. I think he sacrificed muscle mass for wingspan. Yeah. Like. Too bad that. Uh, He'll fall over with a gentle breeze. <laughs> that is, that is kind right. of true. Um, uh, right. Another thing I Purdue. want to get into oh. is Illinois, Il- the Illinois and Purdue game. Those two, those two teams. I was kind of shocked by the box scores when I looked this morning. Kofi and Trent Frazier came off the bench for Illinois. Kofi did not play. Oh no, Kofi Curbelo and Trent Frazier all didn't play. And they Correct. I I know Kofi is facing a uh, nil suspension because I know he was starting with endorsement deals before the season started. But Curbelo and Frazier shocked me. I don't know why they didn't play. I haven't really looked into why they didn't play, but that just kind of shocked me that they weren't ready to go for game one. Like. I think that's really encouraging. Like seeing that you win by thirty, and your three best players had zero minutes. Exactly. All right, and then Purdue. I'm pretty sure I saw Travion Williams had like less than twenty minutes and came off the bench. Yeah, he did come off the bench. They started uh, Zach Eady, the six four kid who had sixteen points and nine boards. Didn't see the block category, but I know. Uh, He's he's a beast in the paint. I I kind of want to see him and Travion play at the same time. Yeah, and I I didn't really check up on Jaden Ivy. How did Jaden Ivy play? 
Jaden Ivey had a rough first outing. I mean, he had 11 points. He was one for five from the three-point line. Wasn't wasn't his best outing, but uh, Sasha Stefanovic kind of covered his ass with uh, – uh, he was five for six on the three-point line with 23 points. So Stefanovic kind of helped him out there. You were talking highly of him uh, the last time we had this podcast. I I still think I still think Jay Nivey is going to be really really good. I think uh, he was just kind of tra- uh, trying to find his role. Give him a, give him a couple games and he'll be back. All right, uh, another St. Bonaventure. They they killed. Whoever they were playing, and like probably another known. They, they did. They went four for fourteen from the three point line, which I think is uncharacteristic. But I'm not going to make any assumptions before I get I get to watch a couple Saint Bonaventure games. They're but still go like, Flyers, go Flyers. They're like the team that like last year Loyola Chicago, who was like top fifteen in the country, and. Uh, was out of absolutely nowhere, or Coastal Carolina in football last year. They're Loyola, or not Loyola, St. Bonaventure will probably be top 15 and will be playing absolutely no one until the tournament comes. I can see it. I can really see it, but I'm still rooting for for the Dayton Flyers to come out of that conference and hopefully make the tournament. And I, I know we're trying to keep this podcast a little short, but we're getting into the to the meat of this when we're going to talk about Duke and Carolina here. So I, I hope everybody listening is ready. All right. We'll I, let I you start with first. Carolina. We'll let you start with Carolina. Uh, I got a lot to say. I was uh, really impressed, but I feel, I feel like I saw a lot of areas of improvement last night. Uh, first off, I would just like to say that Caleb Love is going to be all ACC first team because he is so good at scoring baskets. Uh, Brady Manick will probably receive some sort of all-ACC recognition because he, too, is good at scoring baskets. Uh, they call him Brady Bird because he looks like Larry Bird. He's kind of like a cross between Larry Bird and Bill Walton. My dad was calling him Bill Walton, but they showed a picture of him while he was at Oklahoma, and he, like, it looked like a young Larry Bird. It was absolutely fantastic. But uh, Caleb Love had 22, and Brady Manick had, uh, uh, what was it, 20? Uh, Brady Manick did a, like, uncharacteristic one for four from three, but he scored a lot inside and had terrific touch around the rim, which I was really impressed with. And Caleb Love, uh, last year, two of his areas struggling were uh, three-point shooting and turnovers. And last night he went two for four from three and had zero turnovers. So that was absolutely fantastic to see out of Caleb Love. And he played along our side, RJ Davis. Uh, and RJ, he only had about like six points, but it, he had like, I think five rebounds, had four assists. He was really pushing the pace. And I think RJ Davis is going to be a lot like how Joel Berry was like over the next couple of years. Uh, Armando Baycott, like I thought he was going to absolutely dominate. He got into foul, tra- foul trouble early, and he didn't do as good on the boards as what I hoped. I think he only had six boards. He had two blocks and then eight points, but like he was in foul trouble, and he didn't play for most of the second half. So that was I kind of upsetting to see him not play as much. 
Kerwin Walton lit it up. He had 11. He came off the bench. And- yeah, I was I was going to mention that uh, about talking to you about him coming off the bench because I know he was in your predicted starting lineup for the for the heels. Yeah, Kerwin Walton. I like. I've been reading a lot about him and his whole thing. Like, he's great offensively, and he's developed like like a dribble penetration game to like counter like hard closeouts on him because he's that good of a shooter, but. His area where he struggles is defense, and Hubert has uh, came out and said, and Armando Baycott has came out and said said that uh, there's no set starting lineup, and that the starters are determined on like who has the best defensive score from the previous game. And so, in their exhibition game, I don't think Kerwin Walden played that well in defense, so that's probably why you saw Leaky Black play. And Leaky Black, that was, he only had two points, but that was one of the best games ever, I've ever seen Leaky Black play. Uh, North Carolina, I, I might have told you this, but we're like 12 deep, and yep. we we only played like about nine, eight or nine guys like for a lot of minutes, so I would love to see a bigger rotation because we haven't really touched on this at all, but uh, the transfer portal in college basketball is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and I, I'm not a factor. fan of this transfer portal. Uh, I'm kind of torn on it because you kind of see like both sides, like players get to go to bigger schools or schools that didn't recruit them out of high school that they want to go to. And they're getting a chance to be like on a, uh, like a more nationally covered team and getting more coverage in that aspect. But I don't like the fact that players are just allowed to get up and leave the second that they're faced with adversity. And North Carolina this year has uh, a few young players, uh, DeMarco Dunn and Dontrez Styles, who are both freshmen, and Puff Johnson, even though he's injured right now. But when they come back, they all – or when Puff Johnson comes back, they're all probably not going to get that many minutes. Like Dontrez and DeMarco only got two last night, which is – which I thought was really upsetting because Dontrez Styles is a fantastic athletic specimen and is about six 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 seven, close to two twenty, and jumps through the roof. And I would really, I think he's going to be a big time player. But if he gets frustrated with his minutes and transfers at the end of the year, that won't be good. So I want to see a bigger rotation. And North Carolina is known for like fast pace. And last Correct. night I thought Duke and Duke and Kentucky. Both played a lot faster Ooh. than North Carolina. I, so, I I loved watching the Dukies last night. Are you? I was. Uh, are you want you want you want to transition into the Dukies here really quick? I just want to say that uh, the North Carolina just didn't play as fast. But yeah, we there. There's I could go on and on about Carolina, but I got to keep it short. I've already talked for too long about them. You can get into Duke. All right. To start off this Duke conversation here, you you made a point in the last podcast that Duke was overrated. I, I I just want to hear your thoughts on that really quick because now after watching Kentucky, I know the Duke-Kentucky game, I know deep down you want to say Duke is overrated, but Duke is not overrated. I was like partially joking last time I said that. Uh, I'm coming to regret that joke because Duke was amazing. Paolo Brand- or Bancaro, oh my God. He that's wasn't even the best player on the – I mean, he was the best player on the floor, but he wasn't the best player on the floor. The keel mode was activated. Trevor Keels shouldn't be allowed to play basketball. He's a middle linebacker. I don't know, I don't know if you heard the stat. I don't know how uh, closely you paid attention to the game. 
But Trevor oh, Keels broke a Duke record this offseason. He benched 185 pounds 19 times. Yeah. 19 he, times. He should not be allowed to play basketball. He's just – he's a middle linebacker. Yeah. So He was just running through guys last night. It's unfair. Yeah. Love how much of a spark a spark he brings to this team. So Trevor Keels ended last night with 25 points. Uh, another thing I was also impressed with was Wendell Moore. Last year, Duke obviously I had high expectations for Duke's team last year, and they were not met whatsoever. I thought last year Wendell Moore was absolutely terrible. Uh, coming into this year, I'm a little optimistic. I was given Wendell Moore the benefit of the doubt, and he proved to be wrong. He started. Uh, he started last night. Last night's game, four for four from the field, only ended with twelve points. He kind of. I don't really know where he went in the second half, but he uh, he was doing it on the defensive end though. He he was playing some lockdown defense, and then uh, Mark Williams really surprised me. Surprised me. He play he only played eighteen minutes in last night's game, and uh, only had seven rebounds and five points, while uh, Theo John got twenty two minutes which I was not expecting Theo John to get more minutes than Mark Williams. I know hurting with foul trouble a little bit, but uh, Theo John played really, really well. He, uh, he was pushing guys out of the paint. Uh, he, he, he was just, he was just a, a defensive specimen on uh, la- uh, last night in the 79-71 victory. And then uh, Jeremy Roach, to me, really had uh, way too many turnovers especially in critical points of the game that, uh, that, that really surprised me. And then, uh, I think he had a rough time dealing with like the physicality and pace of the game. I, I agree. Cause there were, there were a couple of times he would try to get to the lane and against maybe the D two teams that we, that we played in the exhibition, he would, he would get around and get that layup. But, uh, master Shifu was sending it, sending it to the third row. And then, yeah, uh, she boy was amazing. Paolo Banchero, he he's so good and so long. I love that. I love that he's six foot eight, nine, ten, seven foot. I don't even know how tall he is, but he's he, tall and gets. He's to, like six ten, six eleven. He 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 gets to he gets to the rack and can bring the ball up the floor. He he's a six ten, six eleven point guard essentially, who uh, finished the game with twenty two points and seven rebounds. And then another thing. What are are the Duke basketball players not drinking enough water? Because we we, we had four players leave the game due to cramps. Like were they menstrual cramps? <laughs> that's not funny. But anyways, I thought it was pretty good. Anyways, another uh, two more. I have two more points, and and then we'll kind of wrap this up because I feel like I'm like you, uh, Ram. I could talk about Duke forever. But uh, one of them was AJ Griffin's minutes. I was I my projected starting five was all everybody except for Keels and Griffin were switched, and I'm glad I was wrong because Trevor Keels was a beast. But I I'm curious to is if AJ Griffin still is uh, having a knee injury. Yeah, he only played 11 minutes. Uh, played maybe two minutes, maybe in the first half. While uh, while we were having our little cramp episode in the second half, AJ Griffin came in and kind of 
kind of gave us some good minutes. Had a, had a key layup when uh, Kentucky was on a run. And then, and then uh, a couple good rebounds. Uh, one of my last points is Joey Baker. Joey Baker airballed a layup. We, he airballed a layup. He, I, I love Joey Baker. I think he's a great leader, but especially at the pace that last night's game was in, he, he just cannot see the floor. He, he, I love Joy Baker. He just, he just cannot play in fast-paced games. That's just, that's just not his, his style. No. Uh, Duke was getting up and down. I was really impressed with Wendell Moore. He looked really strong and athletic. Uh, Keels was good. Brancaro, he was phenomenal. He looked unreal. Like, I think he's going to be like a Zion level of good. And I, then, and I, and I think he, and I think Trevor Keels could be just as good. And then, uh, who was the? Oh yeah, I know we mentioned like the guards would have to be good for Duke to do well this year with Roach and Moore. Moore played all forty minutes of last night's game, but they you you do not need Roach to succeed. This team is so good; they should be top five. And this is coming from uh, a North Carolina fan. Duke Duke did play with that up pace tempo that I wanted to see them play with that I talked about in uh, Monday's episode. But then uh, we we only played uh, nine guys, and realistically, realistically, we could have only played seven with. John and Griffin coming off the bench because I, I don't think uh, Joey Baker gave us sufficient minutes and Jalen Blakes was the ninth man and he only played two minutes of the game, which I don't know. Hopefully that improves, but I think I think we're going to be only playing seven guys, which hurt us in the long run. Uh, Jalen Blakes is going to transfer at the end of this year. I really My hope not, but I, I could see it. I could see it, especially with the class we have coming in. Yeah, Mark Mitchell, if you're listening to the, listening to this, please come to Duke. I don't think Mark Mitchell's listening to this right now. I don't either, but please still come to Duke. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for college basketball. Uh, I'm. I I think we're both picking UCLA over Villanova. This Agreed. Week. Agreed. Uh, it's going to be such a great season. I'm really looking forward to this. And then just, just to close out this episode, who who are you liking uh, Saturday night, the Zags or the Longhorns? I'm going to take – I've mentioned I, I really like Texas, but I'm going to take the Gonzaga Bulldogs in a close one. I like the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I don't know about a close one, though, I, but I do like the Gonzaga Bulldogs. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our episode. Uh, I had a lot of fun this episode. I feel like it was kind of nice to each go on our rants about our favorite teams and what we saw and what we'd like to do better. But I, like, out of the two episodes we've done, this was my favorite. I I agree to that. And out of the two, and uh, out of the two episodes, I think we're gonna try and keep this format where. Uh... Monday's show, we're going to just highlight the top 25 and give a little weekend uh, recap. And then Wednesdays, we're going to do our Super Tuesday reviews. So 
that I think that's about wraps it up. See you guys next week.